Welcome to the Grace's Brave Be Brave podcast. I'm Chris Kratzer, and thanks for listening. Today, we're going to get into a topic that is very popular, the topic of deconstruction. And the title of this podcast is There Is No Such Thing as Deconstruction. But before we get into all that, I first want to just say thank you for all of you out there that have been listening to this podcast. Uh, Our fan base is growing, and a lot more people are listening, so I'm very encouraged by that. And we actually have some people who are financially giving to this podcast. So a shout out to all of you. Thank you for that. And if you haven't already, uh, do me a favor, go on to the Apple uh, podcast where this can be uh, listened to and give a review or whatever forum or platform you're using or listening to this podcast, give a review. Uh, Love to have you give it five stars. And most of all, uh, if you would be so kind just to share uh, so that other people can enjoy and find value and meaning in what you are finding value, joy, and meaning in in regards to these podcasts. So anyway, just wanted to say thanks. Also, just a reminder, uh, you can find out a lot more about me uh, from my book, Leather Bound Terrorism, where I go into depth about my journey uh, as an evangelical pastor of 21 years and my exit out of that system of faith and what that was like for me and what was involved and how that process took shape uh, in my life. So love for you to look at that. That can be found at amazon.com. Just type in, in the search, leather bound terrorism, and it'll take you right to it. So in just a second, we're going to dive into this podcast titled, There Is No Thing as Deconstruction. <laughs> All right, everybody, let's jump right into it. Today's podcast title, There Is No Such Thing as Deconstruction. And what do I mean by that? Well, uh, a lot of people talk about in the process of walking away from conservative evangelicalism, that system of faith, they talk about the deconstructing of their faith, that they had to um, you know, walk away in such a way that they had to deconstruct from it, that they had to break it down, that they had to, uh, you know, uh, somehow step away from it in a way that uh, they were breaking free because of the fact that they were able to, um, you know, shed all the evangelical skin. They deconstructed the faith. They they took what they had been told, and then they, uh, you know, broke it down. And through the breaking down of it, they were able to break free of that. And certainly. I want to make this clear from the start. I'm not shaming anybody who uses that terminology deconstructing. I just don't think it's the way we should be talking about it. I don't think it's the proper terminology that really describes uh, what's been happening. In that way, I feel that it's has a bit of a disusefulness to it because I don't think it accurately portrays the process of what happens when you come out of the toxicity and the brainwashing and the lies uh, and the hurt and the harm that's caused by conservative evangelicalism. I think we can do better in our terminology. I think we can have a terminology uh, that more accurately helps people to be guided through that process because what we do is not deconstruction. 
Uh, and the reason why is because, um, and the thrust of what I want people to understand, and by the way, I didn't realize I had actually put a post on Facebook about this uh, a month or two ago. And apparently that post has been picked up by several people and it's totally changed. They were people who were sold out in the deconstruction term and actually completely changed their minds. And apparently that whole way of thinking that I, I guess I've introduced uh, through what I'm going to talk about here has really um, sent ripples and changed some people and is making uh, a lot of change out there. I had no way of knowing. I just simply wrote a little uh, blog post about my thoughts about that, but it wasn't a blog post on Facebook. And uh, anyway, so let's get right to it because what what we there is no such thing as deconstruction. You you can't deconstruct what has already been deconstructed, and that is you. Conservative evangelicalism has done the deconstruction. You are a deconstructed person if you are a part of conservative evangelicalism. You've been deconstructed. You've been told every single lie about yourself. Conservative evangelicalism has deconstructed. It's broken you down. It's it's uh, stripped you of all that is true and all that is good. It has lied to you. It is It has portrayed you as being a bad person, that you're depraved, uh, that your body is depraved, that your mind is depraved, that your heart is depraved, that there's, there's nothing good about you, that that you can't even believe uh, correctly without God doing a miracle in you, that that you have no capacity, that, that before you're born, within your birth, you are automatically uh, depraved and carnal and sinful and without value and worth and uh, evil in the sight of God. <laughs> I remember hearing Paul Washer, God bless his man, what a guy give a sermon about, you know, if, if a baby held a gun, that that baby would joyfully and willfully and without any resentment at all blow your head off with that gun. And I'm thinking to myself, well, well, A, that's a terrible thing to say, but B, well, the baby doesn't know what they're doing. It's not like they're doing it out of depravity. They're just doing it out of just uh, nothing. And so this conservative evangelism has put so many lies and distortions into our heart that, that you are fallen, that you are separated from God, that you are deplorable in God's eyes, lest you obey, lest you believe certain things. And, 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 and it's completely just deconstructed you. It's flattened you. It's pulled out all the goods out of your heart and soul and render them as filthy rags. You are all already deconstructed, and we feel that. We, we feel that in, in conservative evangelism. We, we feel defeated. We, we feel worthless. We feel um, burdened. We feel like everything is up to us and our faith and our decisions and our obedience. I mean, we're just we're just walking around burdened and 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 uh, like zombies in our spiritual walk with God when you're a conservative evangelical. There is no such thing as deconstructing because you already are deconstructing. Conservative evangelical has, has, has made you out to be not only a good person, but has made out God to be this terrible, vindictive, 
divine drunk storming out of a bar to beat the crap out of you one day he says he loves you with a with an unyielding love and then the next day he's throwing babies across rocks and destroying and genocide and killing and destroying all manner of people and things and violence and the author of violence and the author of evil and the author of of eternal torments and portraying god as this this you know bipolar schizophrenic divine entity and by the way that's that's not to shame those who are bipolar or schizophrenic it's 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 portraying um you know god is this this uh, vengeful evil entity and that you being human is a terrible thing and, and that you are so lost that only conservative evangelicalism can rescue you through their faith and their beliefs and their to-do lists and their formulas for worship and obedience. Conservative evangelicalism has already deconstructed you. There's, no, there's nothing to deconstruct. And that's why that terminology, I believe, is misleading. You are the deconstructed. We are the deconstructed. We are the lied to. We are the manipulated. We are the taken advantage of. We are the brainwashed. We are the spiritually raped and abused and taken advantage of. Down to the very threads of our being. Down to the blackening of our souls that makes us into people who are less loving, who are less compassionate, who are less faithful, who are more angry, who are more hateful, who who only can learn to fake it in that system of faith. We have been de deconstructed into a, a spiritual prison. Think about this for a second. To where you have to believe in hell. You have to believe in a God who sends his own son to death, murders, kills, has his own son murdered on a cross. And that is the requirement for God to be able to save you. That God's best idea for your salvation, think about this, is, you know what, I'm just going to have to do some killing to make this work. And it's going to have to be my son. And, and, and only if that happens and then you believe in it, will I have the compassion, will I have the willingness to save you from what I'm going to do to you if you don't believe, which is I'm going to torture you in fire I will not let you die. You will torture. You will be tortured in hell forever and ever and ever. You'll want to die, but you can't. Now, now this is the ultimate deconstruction of God and your conscience 
and it imprisoned you because you think to yourself, well, wait, if I step away from this, what if I'm wrong and then I'm going to hell? But if I stay in this, if I get it wrong, if I make a mistake, if I don't believe correctly, then I'm still going to hell. It's prison. It's psychological torture. It's abuse. And it's deconstructed every single one of us to where we are scared. We walk around in fear. We walk around condemned. We walk around feeling like we have to pre-qualify people for love, that we have to have our radar screens on extra high sensitivity, lest we join the evil that's around us. And I think the most important thing for us is to realize we are the deconstructed and to be honest about that, to realize that we can't, you can't resurrect. I mean, you can't deconstruct what's already been deconstructed. You can't deconstruct your way out of this folks. There's no way that doesn't happen. And all you'll be is pissed. There is no such thing as deconstruction. It doesn't work. Because you can deconstruct and deconstruct and deconstruct and deconstruct and be pissed and mad and bitter and then never experience the freedom from that. And telling people to deconstruct or I was deconstructed, that's that's not actually true. You, You are the deconstructed. It's already happened to you. Now, there is only resurrection. There is only resurrection. And and I here again, I'm not shaming anybody for the terminology that they use, but I don't think reconstruction is necessarily accurate. How can we reconstruct what's already been put to death? What's already been deconstructed? It's like, how, how do you reconstruct your soul? How do you reconstruct your faith? How do you reconstruct your being and your value and your worth? That sounds a lot like conservative evangelicalism to me, the path of reconstruction. Like, okay, let's do it yourself here. Let's get yourself together, pull up your bootstraps. Let's get these formulas. Let's get these things right. Let's start building, doing, striving. No, no, no. There is no such thing as deconstruction. And I don't think there really is anything of value in the idea of reconstruction. And you can hate me for that. You can disagree with me for that. And I'm cool with that. But I think there's only resurrection. I love the story of Lazarus from one of the writers, some of the writers in Scripture. It's a story about Lazarus who uh, died and was entombed. And Jesus comes and he calls Lazarus to come out. And miraculously, Lazarus comes out, but what's noticing to me in the story, what's interesting is that Lazarus comes out and he's still in his burial clothes. He's walking around like a mummy because he is a mummy. He, he's alive. He, well, I should say it this way. He's living, right? The pulse is back. The breathing's back, but he's not alive. And he's not alive until someone miraculously, apart from his ability, see, he can't 
unravel himself. He can't reconstruct himself. He's powerless in that moment until somebody comes along and unravels him from his burial clothes. It's a resurrection. It's an unraveling. It's a revealing of what has always been. It's a revealing of what is there, which is a resurrected Lazarus. And see, that's the healing part. Once we realize we have been deconstructed already, conservative evangelicalism, religion, whatever you want to call it, has already deconstructed you. And now the healing part comes when you realize what you've always been. That you are already alive, that you are already whole, that you are already pure, that you are already righteous, that you are already good, that you're already intimately and unequivocally and irrevocably connected with God. There is no separation. You have complete union and communion with Christ, however you want to talk about it, the universe, whatever it is. You have never been apart from God. You have never been distanced from God. You have never been condemned. You've never been shamed. You've never been unacceptable. You've never, ever been unincluded. As is, you are holy, pure, righteous, divine, affirmed, welcomed, desired, approved, and eternal. All the lies of conservative evangelicalism have been revealed and discarded and the truth is now in front of us it's a resurrection it's not reconstructing it's a resurrection it's it's an unraveling of what was already there and was just tried to be covered up was tried to be buried see conservative evangelicalism wants to bury you alive it wants to it wants to render you in a sense in your own mind and heart powerless so that they can take over that they can, so that you can be disarmed of your righteousness, be disarmed of your holiness, be disarmed of your communion and union with God, be disarmed of believing in a God who is all inclusive, all wonderful, all beautiful, all holy, that affirms you and unites you with Him and Himself and her and herself. That's the God of the universe. That isn't just one way, but always. That is everywhere, here, there, and everywhere. Her mind lives within you. That's the resurrection. That's the unraveling and revealing of who God truly is and who you truly are. That's resurrection. It's not reconstruction. You cannot reconstruct what only God put together in the first place. All you can do is be revealed and unraveled. I love the stories of, of the settlers who went out west to find gold. And what they would do is when they found gold, they, they would dig through, right? And, and then they would, they would uncover the gold. And, and when they uncovered the gold, see, the gold was always gold. Right, it just been it been buried, it had been submerged, it had been discolored, and it had been dirtied, and it had been, uh, in a sense, 
uh, covered over and and hidden in all the dirt and rocks and debris. But but when they found the gold, it, it had always been gold. It had just taken some revealing, some digging up, some 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 resurrecting, and and they came up with word for that, and they called it Eureka. When they found it, what what has always been there was revealed. When the when the beauty of the gold was then held in their hands, and they could see it, and they and they revealed it. They said Eureka. That's resurrection, folks. That's what happens. It's not that you reconstruct. It's not that you make yourself gold. It's not that you make yourself believe the right things and know the right things. It's that you already are all the right things. You are the gold. You are the worth. You are the value. You are the holiness. You are the righteousness of Christ. It says it. Even in scripture, one person got it for one moment and they put it down. You are already enough. And in all the ways that conservative evangelicalism denied you that and tried to bury that and dirty it and hide it from you so far down that you no longer believed it to be true and lost sight of it to be true. You can be resurrected. You can be revealed. The burial clothes of conservative evangelicalism can be unraveled. And we can say together, as it happens to each one of us, Eureka! Eureka! Folks, I'm not trying to be disagreeable. I'm not trying to shame other people's terminology, but I really feel it is best that we stop talking about deconstruction. And we even stop talking in terms of reconstruction. And we talk more in terms of resurrection and unraveling and revealing and eureka. Because that's the divine work. That's the miracle. That's the essence. That's the soul. That's the reality of what takes place. We are the deconstructed that only can be resurrected, that only can have our burial clothes taken off to reveal what's always been there, to uncover the gold, to uncover the purity, the beauty of not only who we are, but who God is. And in so doing, we reveal the resurrected God and the resurrected us that was there all along. It wasn't reconstruction. It was revelation. Well, thanks for tuning in. This is the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Send me your emails. Send me your communications. Share this podcast. Love to hear from you and love you and appreciate you. Remember, grace is brave. Be brave.